0: Kane, you think you impress The Rock when your music hits, all the lights go out, you got fire coming out of the post, fire shooting out of your ass, you got fire coming out of everywhere. And then all of a sudden, you're doing jumping jacks, you're happy because Kane can talk. The big red can finally speak. Well, Kane The Rock says this, He's in a giving mood tonight, sports, you come on out yes. here. The Rock's got a little gift for you. He'll give you this microphone right here, so you can talk in front of the millions. Of Rock fans, to take the your little show. voice gimmick, stick it to your throat and say this, my name is Kane. And I am a Rudy Pooh Candy ass.
1: His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom. Who was on Twitter? Introducing our sports, man. Come on now. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports dance? He lied! Do you smell what The Rock is cooking? You trash! You not hooping!
0: Welcome back, welcome back. Welcome back to episode 155 of the Sports Desk. I am your guy one more time. One half of your favorite sportsologist. And remember folks,
1: contrary to what they say, I'm here to give it to you raw and uncut. And this your man Black, we are back in the building for another episode One of your favorite sportsologists in the building, D, let's do it
0: We have breaking news into the sports desk I said we have breaking news into the sports desk
1: Hey, bro,
0: you're listening to the sports desk. Break it down. Breaking news into the sports desk. Two weeks in a row that we get to use our breaking news music. Now, Black, let's go ahead and jump right into it because we have a loaded show today. We know why you guys are here. The college football playoff rankings and matchups have been announced, the bowl games have all been announced. We are here to talk about it and break down it all. Uh, This exciting season of college football is definitely going to end on a high note. You rarely can say that when you get the bowl season to be real with you. But Black, now let me ask you something before we get into this breaking news, Black. Now Black, if you go for a position at a job, most likely the position that you applied for was available, correct? Mm Mm-hmm. You necessarily couldn't interview and go for a position that wasn't available, right? No. No? Okay. I just was checking Because the last time I checked, your boy Manny Diaz was still the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes, my boy. Correct? He hadn't been fired. We you hadn't know? seen Manny. No. Manny's not fired. Manny, Manny has, has not been dismissed. I thought he was dismissed. Bro. He was not dismissed. Manny Diaz has not been formally relieved of his duties for the Miami Hurricanes. But you know what the Miami Hurricanes did just a few minutes ago? They hired Oregon head football coach Mario Cristobal to be their new lead man while Manny Diaz is somewhere at a hookah lounge with a with the uh $7 million yacht parked on the dock still the head coach as well. So at this moment, Black, the Miami Hurricanes have two head coaches. I mean, you can't write it any better than this for these folks down in South Beach. You can't write it any better. And from the reports that I'm looking at right now, from Bleacher Report 13 minutes ago, that Crystal Ball and Miami have agreed to a deal, $8 million a year for him to come down to Miami as head coach. But the Hurricanes have not yet fired Manny Diaz. Talk about a warm welcome to Mario Cristobal to be the head coach of the Miami Hurricanes. Now, Black, we can poke fun all we want, but let's get a little serious right now. We like Mario. We like Cristobal and the things that he has done at Oregon. Oregon was on a slippery slope after Chip Kelly left. After, what's our old coach name? Willie Tagger. Willie Tiger had a brief, what, two-year stint there. And then Crystal Ball took over. Oregon has been Rose Bowl bound a couple of times, a champion under his watch. Pac-12 champion under his watch. Four-year stint for Crystal Ball. He now leads to go home. He played for Miami. He coached for Miami. His family's from Miami. He is going home. Black, what does this do for the sugar? <clears throat> for the Hurricanes to bring in Crystal Ball?
1: Um... I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like Mario though. Mario high energy mm-hmm. guy, man. I like everything. Like you said, I like I like everything he done at uh at Oregon. Yeah. Um we were talking about this in the group at one time. I I, I possibly thought he could go to Oklahoma. I could see him going to Oklahoma, but he didn't. You know, he went he, he going went home. back home. Mm-hmm. You know, the way where he played football and where he coached at in Miami. So um I believe Mario did the right thing and going home because Miami needs something, and uh, it's good for Miami to get a guy who knows the, <clears throat> the knows the old Miami ways. The knows and about outs. winning the ins and outs of the of the hurricane. So I think it's a good, it's it's a big deal for the hurricane fans to have Mario Cristobal. I don't understand what they're going to do with um uh, Manny Diaz. Uh, <laughs> I think he should have been on the first thing smoking before this deal even happened. But still employed. Hey um. But I seen I did see something on on, on Twitter. It said that is it a chance that he could stay on staff. But I'm not sure. That would be wild. If he stays on staff. Absolutely. Someone I, I <laughs> I'm not saying it's a legit source, but the source said that uh Crystal Ball will become head coach and Manny Diaz would stay, stay on to be the defensive coordinator. I I've I don't know how of. I don't know how true it is. You've never seen that. I've never seen that. No one has. He, no one has. Okay. But man, uh, I'm happy for Cristobal. Man, yep. he's a he's a he's a good guy. Wish him well at Miami. Hopefully, sure. he can find a way to, to turn that thing around. Sure. But uh, shots out to him, man, on uh, sure. being the new head coach of the Miami Hurricanes.
0: I like Mario, so it's kind of bittersweet for me because I hate the Hurricanes with everything that I got in me. I love picking on them and joking on them, sugar caning them and putting their packs in the air week in and week out, especially when Florida State took care of that business just a couple of weeks ago. Kevin Dunbar was good. So the crystal ball hire, I knew it was coming. I knew I knew sooner or later. Hey, he had put out there that he wanted to be close to this to his mom. He put it out there that he wanted to be closer. He wouldn't mind being closer to his mom. Mm. so when that was for that there, i was like yeah he'll be the miami hurricanes head coach uh very 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 shortly and indeed it was announced today that he is indeed uh going home so bittersweet um i mean he should turn it around he should turn it around he's a miami guy he's been a proven winner i mean he's won the Pac 12 hmm He's had elite quarterback talent under his tutelage with uh, Justin Herbert. Now he's getting to acquire Van Dyke. Van Dyke is a nice talent. He could blossom even to superstar status next year. Something about this ACC, we're developing the best quarterbacks year in and year out. If you look at the draft, the last five years, the better quarterbacks have came out of where? The ACC. The ACC. So can Ball use some of his magic and touch with Van Dyke uh, for what he had with Justin Herbert? He will turn around. They will be viable. Will the kids buy in? I believe right away. When you come from where he's come from and been a proven winner, it's going to have to translate to the kids. He looks like he has the kids' attention at Oregon. Even though they were flat to finish the year, they still had a 10-win season. They still went to the Pac-12 championship and had an opportunity to go to the Rose Bowl. The Miami Hurricanes didn't come close to doing none of that. They didn't sniff the ACC anything. No ACC championship, no New Year's Six-Day Bowl, no nothing. I don't even know what bowl game ain't going to, but we'll. I'll look at it in a minute and see exactly what the Hurricanes will be playing in uh, just a, a couple of weeks. So shout out to Chris Ball. He got his dream job. He wanted to go home. Now he's home. Now we'll see, just like we'll see uh, with the rest of these coaches out here in the coaching carousel. So speaking of that, perfect segue, honestly. Black, last week, we didn't, we got into the Lincoln Riley store because it boomed right here live on our show. Since then, Brian Kelly has removed himself from Notre Dame and went to LSU. Uh, there was so much talk of so many things happening. You got uh, Marcus Freeman being named the head coach at Notre Dame. Chris Ball is now going to Miami. This carousel where coaches are really uprooting and switching conferences in the middle of the night. Like, how healthy do you think this is for college football? And then I want to transition into the Brian Kelly job because this is the one that seems to be getting the most conversation. The Lincoln Riley thing to USC seemed like a perfect fit. Mm -hmm. Riley's style, his demeanor, his boyish looks, like it fits out there with the scheme that they have in Southern California. But Kelly to LSU, a lot of people are 50-50. They're 50-50 if this thing is going to work. So, first, what do you think about just the moving pieces? And then talk to me about what you think about Kelly going to LSU.
1: Well, I think it's something new. We don't usually see this much in college football. You know, Um, well, here lately we haven't seen it lately. You know, most coaches usually, you know, stay where they are, and and um, some, especially winning coaches, you know, we have yeah, yeah. to see winning coaches on the move, you know, that, that shows you uh, they're up to the task for a new challenge. They they still hungry to do something more, and they want to win the Natty, especially ones that that haven't like uh, Brian Kelly and Lincoln Riley. But it's just man, uh, and to sit here and really think about it, we've talking we're talking about Lincoln Riley and Brian Kelly and Crystal Ball. It's still some job openings out here that other names that haven't had their turn yet could potentially end up being coaches this year. So it's not it's not going to stop with just these coaches. So. Uh, I think it's I believe it's exciting for college football. D. Um, new new faces and new places. I I, I love it. especially especially blue bloods like USC, LSU, Miami. You know those those teams are the teams you have to be talking talking about week in and week out. And hopefully these guys on the move and where they're on the move from where they were to now going to these schools that are blue blood schools. Hopefully they can get them put back on the map and uh us have greatness coming out of those schools once again.
0: Yeah, uh, I agree. Um When all the great schools are good, college football is better. Miami got to be good. USC got to be good. Florida state got to be good. Oklahoma, Texas, Florida. I mean, you want all of these schools to be good because that means you have a healthy sport. You have a healthy sport over the last few years. We have not had that. We have not. We've had a consistent dominance from the same teams, Alabama, Alabama, Clemson, Georgia has recently gotten into the mix there. Who else? Ohio State. That's an I mean, mm-hmm. those Oklahoma has won a lot. They haven't won the big, but they've won a lot. A lot yeah. So we've seen the same four to six teams and now even this year in the playoff, we're ushering in two brand new teams into the playoff. The New Year's Six-Day Bowls look sexy. They do. We got some great matchups. Yes, I, me and you both talked last year. We were not excited about the New Year's Six-Day we were Bowls. Not. We, were not.
1: we were not.
0: We were not intrigued, but this is a part of our jobs Is what we have to cover sports. So mm-hmm. we had to watch. Yeah. So this year, the tide is turning to me. I'm intrigued by the Marcus Freeman hire at Notre Dame. First game of the year, I'm watching Florida State, me and you, Florida State Notre Dame, and I see this guy in a green polo out on the field. This really fit guy, black man, high energy. And I asked you, I say, black, who is that? Who is that running on the field, hyping up these kids? And and you told me, oh, that's the defensive coordinator, Marcus Freeman. I said, oh, okay. So I took a picture of him in my mind, and I knew who he was, but I forgot his name as the season went on. So when I see across my board, and even in the group chat, y'all were saying Marcus Freeman, Marcus Freeman. I was like, who the hell is Marcus Freeman? Who who are they talking about? Still didn't Google him. Then it came across my phone that he had been indeed hired as a heck. I said, okay, let me look up this dude. I said, oh, that's bro. (laughs) So now I've never had any interest in Notre Dame doing anything. Now I'm rooting for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's rooting for him because he's black. Yeah, I am that too. But I also read it for because I like what I see, the energy that he gives off. He was able to keep the staff from leaving to go with Brian Kelly. What does that say? Notre Dame, in my opinion, going into next season will probably be one of the most mysterious teams to watch. Because how will Marcus Freeman's energy and smarts translate to the new kids and the kids who are staying at Notre Dame to see if they can continue on this phenomenal run they've been on since Brian Kelly was there. So I'm so intrigued by that. Just the way I'm intrigued with and Riley, same way with Crystal Ball, Brian Kelly. Black, me and you've talked. We had a little dialogue yesterday. Like, how do you really feel about Brian Kelly leaving Notre Dame to go to LSU, and do you think Brian Kelly is going to cash in and get that elusive national championship that he's craving for?
1: Um, first off, when I seen the news about him leaving, you know, I'm one of the ones. That if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay, you know, if you find your way into the into the playoff two out of the uh two times out of the past three years mm. you know you were you were doing something right you've been at uh notre dame for 12 years you got there when you were 48 years old now you're 60 you've turned that program around you've become the winningest coach you've made notre dame relevant and all college football fans know when you talk notre dame you, you talk prestige
0: Yes. Notre Dame is
1: college football. Notre Dame is the reason college football has been on the map. All the greats, Lou Holtz, just just head coaches, just to name a few. You got Willingham, a movie name after it. Movie name after Rudy. <laughs> yeah. I'm just – some of the great players that to, to come out of uh, Notre Dame. So to see him leave that and go to a school who has been struggling, and like you said, one year with Joe Burrow – they struck gold. Caught fire. They called for fire. They struck gold with Burrow, and they and they struck gold with Joe Brady. Yeah, as the offensive coordinator, mm-hmm. and all. <laughs> what's the head coach? I always get his name. Dang. And oh, uh, Orgeron. And Orgeron. All he had to do was sit back and be that master motivator. And say, go Tigers. To get them to get those guys going. Go Tigers. That's all he had to do, but. When it comes to coaching and, you know, X's and O's on the field. Yeah. Ed Orgeron couldn't do that. And that's why we seen the fall off right after the Natty very the next quickly. year. Very, very quickly. quickly. So it it surprised me that he left, but I understand the reason of him wanting a challenge and wanting a chance <laughs> to win a national championship and go somewhere. And as you as we talked about him wanting some of the best players out of that area and out of Florida, because LSU Schools are always going to have them in. When you're a recruit, you're always going to have LSU there. Mm -hmm. When you see recruits, when they announce a top 10 or a top 12 or a top five, they always have LSU there because of the prestige of LSU. Who, for me, D, for me, will he ever win a natty there? I don't think so. The reasons being, while I don't think he'll never win a natty there, long as Nick Saban is in the SEC, it would be really hard for him to win a national championship, in my opinion. <clears throat> but I really do believe that he can get the kids to come there. He can get the pieces to come there. I just don't think it'd be enough for him to get over the top. And you have to beat the great Nick Saban. If you can't do that, you will never play in a national championship. Mm-hmm. You would never will. Look at Jimbo Fisher. He got over the hump and beat him this year. But he's not playing for anything. Mm-hmm. You know, so the the West in the SEC is really, really difficult to come out when you have Nick Saban dominated year in and year out. So for me, I don't think he will win, but I do think when it comes to recruiting and winning more games and being relevant, LSU will do do that D year in and year out. Yeah, I got a little
0: different stance uh, than you to answer my own question. Do I think Brian Kelly will wins a national championship at LSU, the answer is yes. I think he will kick down the door, and I think he will win a national championship. Here's what Brian Kelly is bringing with him to LSU. Number one, he's bringing a resume. He's bringing a resume of winning. He's bringing a resume of winning consistently. He's bringing a resume with winning with less. No disrespect to the kids at Notre Dame. But we watch ball, year in and year out. When you look on the field and you see LSU athletes, Alabama athletes, Florida athletes, Florida State athletes, when you we see Ohio State athletes, they look different. When Brian Kelly Beats up on a Michigan State and a Purdue throughout the season. Even the win that they got at Clemson last year, they got that without Trevor Lawrence being on the field. We Why do we think that? Why do we know that Notre Dame was not better than Clemson last year? Because when they faced him in the ACC championship game, what happened? 16 did what to him? He cut him alive. Yes, did. What did Travis Ntn do to him? Mm-hmm. Cut him cut alive. Him alive. Yeah. Now Kelly's going to LSU where he's going to be able to get him a Travis Ntn. He's going to be able to get him a Trevor Lawrence. He's going to be in the pool down here where Nick is fishing, where Jimbo is fishing, where Crystal Ball. All these guys are fishing, grabbing these elite athletes. Brian Kelly is in the mix. Now, here's what I think. Outside of Nick Saban, down here in the South, outside of Nick Saban, there's only, I'm talking about Dabo Sweeney too. Nick Saban, Dabo Sweeney, and Brian Kelly have the prestige. Brian Kelly's going to command living rooms. These kids are going to listen. He has accolade upon accolade, and it's proven that he's a winner. This man almost won the ACC in a place where he shouldn't even been at. They literally almost walked out of there with that trophy. If he would have grabbed that, good God. But thank God for Trevor Lawrence. He did it. (laughs) And I'm saying that to be an ACC fan. So here's my deal, man. Ed Orgeron, he caught fire. Got him a championship. Les Miles, he caught fire. Won him a championship. Nick Saban was down there. He caught fire. He won him a championship. I'm not saying that Brian Kelly is better than Nick Saban, but the time frame, Nick Saban was up and coming. He had just got back to college, leaving Miami. The Dolphins in the NFL just got back to college. He got to LSU. He made something work really quickly before he went to Alabama. Am I correct on that?
1: No, he went to L- he I went mean he to- went to LSU,
0: then he went to Miami. Miami. And then he, went, he, to he went to Alabama. Yeah. But at that time when Nick was in LSU, he was not considered the best. He wasn't. He was not considered the godfather of the GOAT. He wasn't. Brian Kelly's coming to LSU with more heft in his bags. He's coming in with more power in his bags, more polished. He's coming there with more. This LSU coach now has had more coming with him than any other coach in LSU history. Mm -hmm. And I think that's going to matter to these kids He can relate He's a great coach He's a great X's and no guy And he's going to get an elite staff Did it hurt him that he couldn't bring Freeman And his offensive coordinator? Of course Those are standout talent That he has out there at the coordinator spot But this is LSU This is Brian Kelly And he's going to bring in who he wants Now earlier today Joe Brady was relieved Of his duties with the Carolina Panthers You think Brian Kelly on the phone? You want to come on back down? You want to come on back down? Let's let's do this thing. Show me how to do it. Let's get this thing rolling. You don't think Joe Brady wouldn't come back? I think he would. I think he would. So he's going to have plenty of opportunities to set the stage right. He's going to compete with Alabama. He's going to compete with Georgia. He's going to compete with Florida day one. It ain't no rebuilding in LSU. They're going to come in next year, and I'm going to call it right now. They're going to win nine games out the shoot. 10 games at to the shoot. They're gonna make things very interesting in the SEC West next year. You wanna know why? Cause he got them athletes from Moncrief. <laughs> he got them boys who be running around here that go to Jackson. <laughs> he got them boys that's coming up. That, uh uh St. Thomas Aquinas. all them schools down there that be ch- them boys be chasing rabbits in the grass field. He finna get them. And guess what, the academic qualifications ain't that hard to get into LSU like it was to Notre Dame And he knows that, and guess what, so do those players, they know that So he gonna get all them rabbit boys out there, that's what they call them <laughs> Uncle Luke gonna have, hey, send them, hey if you don't wanna go to Miami, hey, come holler at me in LSU, I got room for him. He gonna get them type of players, and y'all know what I'm talking about now we talking about them head bustles who mm-hmm. run 4-3, the
1: sideline, to sideline. And Louisiana put out a lot of
0: that, my boy. And we weren't seeing that at Notre <laughs> Dame. You want to know why we weren't seeing that? Because when he went to the college football playoff, he was getting ran out the building. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't the fact that he wasn't any good. He didn't have the athletes. Yeah. And that's why he left Notre Dame to go to LSU. That is something athletes. to think about.
1: He never had elite speed on the team that he he's didn't. coached. He didn't. He did And now he has a chance to have that at LSU. He will have it. Yeah. He
0: will have it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm a believer in the Brian Kelly move. I, like you said, he won another challenge. He got it. But he wanted opportunity. I said all that to say he wanted that premier athlete. Premier. When we talk pre- athletes, week in and week out for college football, what, what schools we naming? We name in Ohio State. We name in Florida. We name in Georgia. We name in Alabama. We name in LSU. We name certain schools. Never one time out my mouth did I say Notre Dame this year, <laughs> or the year before that, or the year before that. I can't remember the last elite athlete. I'm talking about elite, elite athlete to come out of Notre Dame. Can you tell me? Mm, my game. Okay, that's what I thought. All right, Brian Kelly, LSU Watch out, SEC Watch out, you might got a problem on your hands And uh, his name is Brian Kelly All right Now, Black, before we get moving, man We got a lot to talk about Man, I just want to shout out Coach Prime Yeah, man Want to shout out Coach Prime in Jackson State, man Them boys went 11-1 and this year so much adversity with Coach Prime having a serious foot surgery, man. He missed three games trying to recover. I read into the article, man, this surgery was very serious, bruh. Mm-hmm. Like, Prime, his blood and everything was infected. Like, he had a – they were talking about even uh, Coach Prime losing his foot mm. at one point. So, I didn't know how serious it was until Shannon Sharp uh, spoke on Undisputed and showed Coach Prime some love. So, when – he uh kind of say, you know, he's glad to see he's turning a corner and he's doing better. Like, dang, what
1: happened to what happened to
0: Prime? So I looked it up and I read the article. He wasn't doing good, bro. Coach Prime wasn't doing, good, but he's doing great now. He was able to be out there yesterday uh, with the guys when they won the SWAT championship, eleven to one. Black, Coach Prime, we love him here at the sports desk. Isn't he just a breath of fresh air? When you see Coach Prime and how he reaches out to these kids and these kids love him, it's only a matter of time before Coach Prime gets the biggest opportunity that we had ever seen in the college football world.
1: Wouldn't you agree? Oh, uh, yeah, man. And, uh, hey, uh, you can say what you want to say when you hear this and hear that. Look, I want him at Florida State. <laughs> I want him at Florida State. <laughs> No disrespect to Norvell because Novell seems like he's trying to build something at Florida State. Man, but when you have a guy like Prime, somebody's going to give him, Coach uh, Coach Prime, someone's going to give him an opportunity and like Miami did with Crystal Ball, he knows the Miami ways. Deion Sanders, Coach Prime, knows the Florida State ways. Mm -hmm. He was able to be at Florida State with Bobby Bowden when Florida State Was trash Mm -hmm. He was able to be at Florida State With Bobby Bowden When they got that thing turned around Mm -hmm. So he knows what it takes No disrespect to Norvell But Prime man He's going to get an opportunity He is And my prayer my prayer, D, and I hope it's your prayer, too. It is. I prayed it twice already today. That he could become the coach at Florida State. People be like, oh, man, not Coach Prime, he ain't got enough experience. Oh, I don't care. Poo-poo with that. poo poo Look what he's done in one year as a head coach. You know what Coach Prime was doing before he got this head coaching job? He was the offensive coordinator for Texas Trinity uh, High, high school. school. He was the offensive coordinator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now he's went to the SWAC. At Jackson State and won Coach of the Year and has won the SWAC. Eleven and one. Yes. Sir. Now if that mm-hmm. don't raise some mm-hmm. eyebrows and get people to look, and I don't know what can. Mhm. Mhm. He has brought a presence mm-hmm. back to Jackson State. I don't know if you seen them at homecoming a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. The crowd looked like he was a mm-hmm. a a a a, reg- a a regular college football game crowd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It looked like we was at Florida State, and the, it 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 was packed to the rafters at Jackson State. Loaded, man. You know why? Cause he's changing the culture co- That tells me he can change the culture mm-hmm. wherever he goes. Of course, man. He can get the people excited about the product that he's gonna put on the football field. For sure, for sure. I'm excited for Dion, man. I hope he keep it rolling. Yep He's going to get an opportunity. But my prayer is he get the opportunity at Florida State.
0: Yeah, Coach Prime, man, he's he's great. I mean, he's great at everything he's ever done. How many athletes have you look down upon and say, "Oh, everything this man touches, he literally t- turns it into gold." Coach Prime's gonna stay at Jackson State for another year or two. He's gonna stay there while his boys are in school. There. He not leaving his sons behind. He gonna get his sons to the NFL and some other cat, uh, some other kids with his class who he's got. They going to the NFL too. Coming out of Jackson State Would I be surprised if Coach Prime never goes to a D1 Never goes You know to a powerful I would not be surprised if he stays at Jackson State For 10, 15, 20 years I wouldn't be surprised But that phone finna start ringing It's finna start ringing very very loud And I'm with you Not to speak down on Novell But my hope and my prayer and my devotion Is that The phone will ring From Tallahassee and he answers And we're able to get him back home. Well, I know he loves in Tallahassee and Florida State and be our next football head. Coach, I hate to say it, man, because we kind of speaking into this is the doom of Norvell in the next year or so. But it is what it is. (laughs) Coach Prime, great job. You were setting an example, man, beyond football. And I'm just so happy that we get to see what you have to offer to this world and the main thing those young men under your care all those young men from the water boys to the equipment managers to the coaches to the players everybody under the sound of coach prime's voice is going to get tools for life to be assets to the world if my son came to me and say pop I want to go to Jackson State instead of the University of Florida, son. Where, where we need to move at? We going to Jackson State because you know who waiting on him when he get up there, right? Mm-hmm. Coach Prime, mm-hmm. Coach Prime gonna set my son up. Yep, he gonna set my son up. So shout out to Coach Prime. We had to give him some love. I was looking at, I was like, man, look what this man has done. One year, <laughs> it's crazy. Foot surgery, just, just crazy. Shout out Coach Prime. Coach Prime. All right, man, we're going to kind of expedite the show. We're going to get into our top five. And then we're going to get into our start, bitch, cut, man. And we're going to get into what y'all here to uh, listen to that college football playoff talk. Let's go ahead and get into it. I had the music this week. <laughs> Black, let's go ahead and talk about what we got with our top five this week, man.
1: All right, all right. In the spirit of elite coaching in college football, yeah, I said this week. I said let's do a top five based on the top coaches in college football. So we got a top five. Top. Co- I want to hear your top five college football coaches uh, in college football. This was kind of tough. This was kind of tough, and I had to leave off one coach who I.
0: Didn't necessarily want to leave off, but at this point, I just kind of went with how I feel when I see these guys' teams play, all right? So at number five, I got James Franklin, all right, from Penn State. I mean, just enamored with the job that he's done since he's been there. I mean, that that, that school was dead Mm -hmm. before he got there, and he's really rose them up to make them a competitive giant in the Big Ten. Number four, got to love Lane Kiffin, man. I think Lane Kiffin is one of the elite offensive minds in all of college football. What he's done with Ole Miss since he's been there, to me, has been remarkable. I mean, he's literally a threat every year. He literally can go undefeated if his offense is clicking every year. That's how potent he is. And to me, he's one of the elite coaches in college football. Number three, Lincoln Riley. Been a fan. Been a fan of Lincoln Riley. Now he's going out to USC, and I'm really interested to see what he does out there pure dominance at oklahoma the most dominant big 12 head coach outside of mark stoops outside of bob stoops was lincoln riley no one else can state that claim not even tom osborne percentage wise even though he won championships percentage wise lincoln riley has one more but you didn't know that did you number two prime <laughs> My dog said out of all college football and Deion Sanders is in college football. Deion Sanders at number two. I don't have nothing else for you. Number one, <laughs> come on, man! Like it's the Godfather. It's the Godfather himself, Nicholas Saban at number one. I don't need to put anything behind that. Right, what you got?
1: That's a good five, D. Okay, <laughs> for me at number five, and you, are, you, you are respect this one. And I got this guy at number five because. We've seen him done it, do it everywhere he go, change programs around, won the national championship at a certain program. Mac Brown, North Carolina Tar Heels. My dog. He was at North Carolina, turned him around, and he, he left did. for Texas. He did. And he came back home and turned North Carolina around again. He so did. I had to put Mac Brown on this list. So at I number four, Mac. Lincoln Riley. I believe Lincoln Riley is setting himself up for something great. I believe at USC, if he can get the recruits, and we already know what he can do offensively, I believe USC is on their way back like the Matt Liner and Reggie Bush days. Mm, would love uh, to see at, it. at number three, Brian Kelly. Like you said, the, the prestige, that heavy bag that he brings with him. Mm-hmm. The most winning coach, the most winningest coach in Notre Dame history yeah. is Brian Kelly. At number two, Dabo Sweeney. He's just, he's just brought Clemson from the dumps. A giant. He Tommy, after Tommy Bowden left, Clemson. He took over and was able to turn Clemson into a juggernaut, yes. winning two national championships. So I got him at number two. And then Nick Saban. The godfather. You know, he's always going to be number one to someone tell me different. Even then. And they, show me different. Yeah, that ain't possible. You know, so the he is the standard in college football. By far. If you want to be a coach upcoming, look at the standard. By far, if you're a kid and you want to go to school, you want to win natties, you want to win SEC crowns, and you want to go to the league. The standard, <laughs> the Godfather. <laughs> the so Godfather. that's my top man.
0: five. <laughs> yeah, great five, man. Yeah, Dabo was the one that I left off. Yeah. Dabo was the one that I left off. Um, with no disrespect, but I'm glad that you had him on your list. All right, man, let's go ahead and get into our start, bench, or cut.
1: Y'all must've forgot, forgot, forgot. forgot. Hey, bro, you listening to the sports desk? All right,
0: Black. Let's get into this week's start bench a cut. Very interested to see what you got this week. Last week. You had me on the ropes.
1: Let's see what we got going on. (laughs) I think you're going to have a little fun with this one. This may be a little easy, but I got to thinking. I'm thinking, I'm like, man, the NFL is um, moving along here, man. We got some great young talent. So I happened to look at a list of uh, top 10 quarterbacks under 25. In the NFL, that's doing their that thing in the league. Potentially it could be MVPs, potentially it could be Super Bowl champions. So these three guys stepped out because I've heard you talk about these guys. Okay. So uh, for me, first quarterback, Justin Herbert, Los Angeles Chargers. <sighs> number two, Joe Burrow, the Cincinnati Bengals. And number three, Kyler Murray, the Arizona Cardinals. D, I need to know who you're gonna start, who you're gonna bench. And who you're going to cut.
0: Wow. <laughs> A star-studded lineup. And these three gentlemen are bad men. Come on, mm. now. <laughs> I'm definitely starring Herbie. Because mm-hmm. that's my guy, Justin Herbert. I'm definitely starring Justin Herbert. God. Who am I benching? Jeez Louise. Oh my god. Um Dang. This a new
1: record, y'all. This never took this long for start Bitch a cut.
0: <laughs>
1: okay, okay. I'm gonna oh
0: I'm gonna bench Kyler Murray. Ooh! I'ma bench yeah. Kyler Murray. I'ma bench Kyler Murray and I'ma I'ma cut Joe Burrow. Yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. Well for Jesus. me Jesus. For me, I started Joe Burrow. He just a dog, man. He is. The guy just fight, fight. No matter what's going on in the game, the guy keep competing, man, and making plays. He nasty. nasty. I started Joe Burrow. I, (laughs) I benched Kyler Murray. Wow, and I cut Justin.
0: That's wild. That's kind of wild. That's kind of wild. I mean, all three of those guys are great. They're they they great. They're gonna be great. The they league are. is in great hands.
1: I knew that would be tough. I that thought you were have fun with
0: that one. Very tough. Very <laughs> tough. That yeah, that yeah, that was tough. That was tough. I like that. That was yeah, yeah, yeah. Y'all let us know. Who you rolling with, man. Uh Herbert, Burrow, or Murray Star, but you could be interested to hear from all the football heads like there. Uh, what you rolling with Alright man let's not waste any more time Let's go ahead and get into the big college football news of the day We got a lot to cover The college football playoff is upon us We're going to play our college football theme song Going into it Sorry Florida Gator fans You try- I got a whole lot of money.
1: it's a It's a it's a All
0: right, for all those who might be listening to the sports for the first time. Grove Street Party has been a staple in our college football talk this year. Yes, that is the anthem when the Florida Gators lost football game. So <laughs> I just went ahead and roll with it to usher in uh, our college football talk. Black, let's go ahead and jump right into it. This past weekend was college football championship weekend. We crown multiple champions across the country on Friday night and on Saturday night. We'll get to that in a second, but Black, let's just go ahead and jump right into it. The final four has been named. We have our playoff. Your number one ranked team going into this playoff, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Number two, the Michigan Wolverines. At number three, you have the Georgia Bulldogs. And at four, making history. The first Power 5 school to make it in to the college football playoffs. The only undefeated team in this playoff, the Cincinnati Bearcats. Black, we are getting tremendous matchups. Alabama, Cincinnati in the Cotton Bowl, New Year's Eve. Followed by the Orange Bowl, (laughs) the number two ranked Wolverines, the number number three ranked Georgia Bulldogs in the Orange Bowl in Miami. Black, how do you feel about the matchups and how do you feel about the rankings?
1: Um, I like the rankings. Um I think the most the four deserving teams got in. Yeah. You know, the, the, the four teams who put in a, uh yeah. consistent work throughout the year got in. Mm-hmm. You know, we seen these team three of these teams we seen these teams stumble in the regular season but find a way to bounce back and keep their name in that in, in the position that they're in. And then we got a one undefeated team who just uh, beat everybody they play and Mm -hmm. deserving to be in there and then got some good teams on their resume. Cincinnati has Notre Dame on their resume. And Mm -hmm. Indiana, when Indiana was ranked in the top 15. But, Mm -hmm. man, I I love this top four. I believe we're going to be treated to some good games. It's something Jesse Palmer said to me, and I was thinking I was like, Man, I just don't know Cincinnati and Bama, boy. They might get ran out the building. But Jesse Palmer said something on the show today. He was like, Y'all gotta realize, man, these are some uh, these are four elite teams. These coaches are going to have these guys ready to go. People not better not be looking looking over Cincinnati. Luke Fickle gets the best out of his kids. Yep. You know, and he know that everything is gonna be up. He they're gonna hear it all the way to December thirty first. Yeah. He's going to hear how you're going to get whooped by Alabama. Yeah. You're not going to be able to do it. He's going to hear it, so he's going to have these kids ready to go. And the perfect opportunity, what what perfect opportunities does Harbaugh have right now? God. This man has the opportunity to knock off Georgia. This is a winnable game for Michigan. Absolutely. You know why this is a winnable Absolutely. game for Michigan, D.? Because these two two teams have the same pedigree. They're the same team. They have subpar play at quarterback, but they run the down ball, and they smash you in the mouth defensively. Yep, same team. So this right here is going to come down to what quarterback can make the most plays. And coaching. Or can the defense set the offense up to make plays? Mm -hmm. So I think hardball has a really big uh, opportunity on his hands here against Georgia. This could potentially be a big upset for uh, Harbaugh to get this done. Mm-hmm. And, man, to hear Jesse Palmer say, he, I, to hear him talk about it, I'd be like, you know what? It kind of makes sense, bro. It's, what if it's a possibility that we don't have Alabama or, or Georgia. Georgia in a national championship? Mm-hmm. D, this is what we were asking for when we previewed college football. hmm we're tired of seeing the same thing mm-hmm. year in and year out. We, we know the standard. We know what Nick Saban is. We know what the SEC is. We know the prestige. Mm-hmm. But man, what would it mean to college football to get a Cincinnati and Michigan national championship? Mm-hmm. This is big. these games I, I believe these games are going to be competitive. Mm-hmm. I'm hoping for I'm hoping for an upset here and an upset there. Maybe if it can happen, I don't know. But I know we gotta pick these games, but man, what would that do f- for these teams, man, to knock on the door and on, be like, hey, we here. We mm-hmm. not scared of the big dogs. We not scared of the SEC. Mm-hmm. We have two SEC schools in here. This is the second time, this is the second time that this has happened mm-hmm. in the college football playoff, man. And we got an all SEC national championship from it. Yeah, we did. And uh one year one of the teams didn't make it. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be interesting to watch, man, to see what happens with these games. But we definitely got the four best teams in the college football playoff, D. I
0: agree with you. We definitely got the four best teams. No doubt about
1: it. Um Chaos,
0: like it was looming. All right. Like the Big 12 championship was going to set up for a very chaotic day yesterday. Turned out to be not so chaotic uh, yesterday. A lot of teams took care of their business. I think the two wild cards was Was Alabama going to be capable of knocking off Georgia? They proved that they could knock off Georgia. And then, Was Cincinnati take care of business? Was Michigan take care of business? Everything kind of took care of itself. The four teams are correct. The rankings are wrong. The Michigan Wolverines should be the number one team in the country, mm, not okay. Alabama. I know Alabama's win against Georgia was dynamite due to what they did. But excuse me, Michigan was just as dominant last night.
1: Yes, they were.
0: What misses did they have? They had none. Arguably, Michigan should be an undefeated Big Ten champion sitting at number one in the country right now. That's my only beef. I know they lost to Michigan State, but that game was in wraps. They should have knocked off Sparty, but they did it. It is what it is. 12-1 Big Ten champs. I think John Harbaugh will be able to sleep at night tonight for sure. The matchups. I wanted Michigan and Cincinnati at the shoot, and I wanted an immediate rematch. With Georgia and Alabama. That's what I wanted to see. Mm. Why? Cause the drama. What in the hell was Kirby Smart gonna do knowing that he had to face Nick Saban three weeks after getting bammed on? Yeah. That's that the drama way. I wanted to see. I wanted to see a fresh, fresh game. Michigan, Cincinnati, Fickle, hardball. Like I just wanted to see it down there in Miami. But I'm cool with what we got because I believe Cincinnati will give Alabama some problems. I believe we got a heavyweight slugfest with Georgia and Michigan in the Orange Bowl down in Miami. So I'm good with what we got. I just thought it would have been another way. Definitely feel the Wolverines should be the number one team in the country because they didn't escape by the skin of their, uh, their teeth to beat Iowa. They handled business. Iowa did not stand a chance last night and you got to honor that but we know what it is when you're talking Alabama you got the godfather over there and for what it's worth the crimson Tide look fantastic they do they absolutely put on a show shut out dominated one of the most dominant teams that we have ever seen since we've been alive and they basically made them look like every other team that's what Alabama made Georgia look like yesterday. So they got it
1: right. No issues there. All right. <laughs> Nick Saban say man, y'all set the y'all set the rat poison, man. They did. <laughs> they say that's did. all my they kids did. been here in the whole week. They did. They How did. dominant Georgia is, man. They but, did. Hey, I love it, man. I love it. All right, but
0: let's go ahead and get into it. Now we feel like the committee got it right. At any point, Black, did you feel um during Championship Saturday that all hell was gonna break loose? We started off with that Big 12 championship game, and it felt like I said, oh, my God, like things are about to get crazy. How do you feel if you're an Oklahoma State Cowboy this morning, this, this evening? Well, you got to feel horrible. Awful. Awful. You
1: got to feel awful. Awful. Like, and, and 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 I picked Oklahoma State to win this game. I did as well. But we were always saying, D, we know how that revenge gets. We know how they revenge in, yep. and Bella came to play football, even though, to shoot. even even though Oklahoma State tried to make their last push, but it was a little bit too late, a couple of inches short. A couple we of inches short. We've seen it short. before in football. Yep. We've seen it before in college yep. football. Yep. But man, I I just I just love the high drama. We got high drama early at 12 o'clock. And we said, <laughs> boy, that might be the game because it's at noon. That might be the one. Ain't really too, you know, ain't too really too. People mm-hmm. want to sit and wait and get ready for Alabama and Georgia at four. So that was the game that man could be really sneaky, man. And to see Bella be able to pull that thing out. What a quarterback who was starting the second game. Second Shout game. out to him, man mm-hmm. On been getting a job done To get uh, to get Bella to win over Oklahoma State mm-hmm. And uh, knock them out of the playoff, man I was leaning towards
0: it, man During the day, uh, that 12 o'clock game I wasn't even home Me and my son was out and about And uh, I was doing some things with him I was trying to get back to the house Blacks texted me, <laughs> let me know what, what the hell's going on The chaos is starting to ensue Then I got other friends of mine Uh, texting me saying oh man it's about to break loose and just to have that feeling to already a special season in college football I literally been sitting all day knowing we was recording tonight and thinking when was the last college football season like this Hmm. when and I really can't think of one so going into it thinking that we have chaos to what came about they got it right I don't think no one's upset with the four that made it in. Mm-hmm. It was right. It was right. Whether you agree, whether it're seated or not, these are the four best. Cincinnati deserves their shot. Al- Georgia cashed their ticket in weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Alabama took advantage of the opportunity that they had to really control their destiny, and they did that. They knew they had to win the SEC to get in, mm-hmm. and they did that. And the... Harbaugh and the Wolverines Man,
1: man That's the story right there What man.
0: was the conversation At the beginning of the year, Black? He on the hot seat This it This is it This is it And what does he do? Not only does he beat Ohio State In convincing fashion He wins the Big Ten And now this man is arguably Has the best team In all of college football The Wolverine story is Shout out to my pops
1: <laughs> I know he is I know he listening
0: boy. Shout out to you, man. I mean, he was nervous all day yesterday, but he was confident. He was confident. I said it last week. I don't stand a chance. I said they was going to get the doors blowed off Mm. of them. All right, Black, let's go ahead and get into it, man. Let's go ahead and talk about this. We're going to give our predictions now. Right now, Black, let's go ahead and talk about it. Let's get into the Cotton Bowl, Black, number one Alabama, number four Cincinnati, New Year's Eve. I believe they will be the early game. Um, I'm gonna look it up right now. They, I think they're the four o'clock game on New Year's Eve. Black, let's go ahead and jump into it. Black, who comes out of the Cotton Bowl and makes it to the national championship game? Alabama or Cincinnati? I see what man, you. We, I see what man, you're we got about. three
1: weeks to we pick do, this game, man. More, let's get into Why it. Why we doing it right now? Do
0: it. God, let's do dude. it. Yeah. you're wrong for this, man. I know it.
1: I know it. Oh man. Oh, <laughs> I think this game gonna have a lot of high drama. I think this thing could get – I think this thing could get thick. Mm-hmm. I think this game could get into the 40s because mm-hmm. both of these offenses are rolling, mm-hmm. you know. So, oh, man, it's going to be tough. I, th- Luke, I think I believe Luke Fickle had these boys ready to go, but mm-hmm. I cannot go against Nick Saber, man. I, could j- I just can't do it. I'm going to say Alabama wins this game 48 48- 41 to go to the national championship.
0: Okay. 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 So this game is at three 30. This will be the early game. Now. Okay. This will be the early game. New year's Eve at three 30. And then of course, uh, we will get eight o'clock Michigan and, uh, Georgia in the orange bowl. All right. Uh, cotton bowl. This is a different Alabama team. This isn't your regular Alabama team. The adversity that they have been through throughout the year has felt unusual. Alabama's usually dominant, and they were dominant to a certain degree this season. But the loss to Texas A&M, the freshman quarterback, the defense not being the regular defense that we had been used to in Alabama. Nick Saban doesn't win back-to-back. This has been a different feel for an Alabama team. This team has shown to be exposed. They have. I've never really rooted for an Alabama team before, but I'm rooting for this one. They got a different feel. I like Nick Saban being the bad guy, chippy with the media, bigging up his players. I like the the, the character that he's playing with this team. But the Cincinnati team deserves to be here. People think that Alabama are going to route these kids and they will not route these kids. This is a senior-led group, 20-plus seniors on this team. A fifth-year quarterback in the building who wants this. He is not afraid of this moment. You remember where he was at last year, inches away from knocking off the dogs in the bowl game. And where did he stand after Cincinnati lost to Georgia? He stood in the tunnel. And he watched the confetti fall for the Bulldogs. He watched the celebration. And he used that as motivation to never feel that experience again as long as he is a college football collegiate quarterback. He's fueled. Fickle is a great coach. Here's the difference between Alabama facing a non-Power 5 school. He doesn't face superior coaching when he faces non-Power 5 schools. He's facing a great coach. And Mr. Fickle, who has built Cincinnati to this uh, dynastic feel for the Power Five. Do you know what this means with Cincinnati breaking through? They did what UCF could not do. Mm -hmm. They did what a lot of other schools, Memphis, a lot of schools didn't get this chance, and he hasn't. I said all that to say, this will be close, this will be nip, this will be tuck, but I'm not going against the Godfather. I agree with you. High-scoring game field goal game Alabama wins and moves on to the national championship 38-36 close game I believe the Heisman Trophy winner I'm already giving it to him Bryce Young makes a couple of more plays late because he got the juice baby
1: <laughs>
0: he got the juice he was a literal surgeon last night yes, on the dogs
1: was. man and what he
0: did on that last drive with Auburn when everybody said oh they, I, t- I said listen man pay attention 99 yards for the win You can't ignore that And you've seen what he produced yesterday Alabama moves on to the national championship game Black <laughs> Orange Bowl baby New Year's Eve night Before we Lord willing bring in 2022 my boy The dolls come calling For the Wolverines Down in South Beach Black this is a mega matchup. Lot of storylines here. And how about uh, Jim Harbaugh's brother-in-law is the head coach of Georgia's basketball team? That's he's married to his sister. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> it's just a unique situation that they got going on family business. Harbaugh was saying how they root for the Bulldogs when they're at home, but it won't be no rooting for the dogs this time around. Mm-hmm. Black. Does the Cinderella story continue for the Wolverines? Or does Georgia regain its dominance, regain its composure, take care of the Wolverines, and move on to the national championship
1: game? You know Mm -hmm. what? For me, D, I believe this is going to be the game of the weekend. I believe this game is deserving of the Under the Lights primetime slot. Yes, sir. In Miami, Mm -hmm. down in the Orange Bowl, in Hard Rock Stadium. Sir, South Beach. Man, I believe this thing is gonna be intense. Shoot, I might be sitting on the edge of my seat. I know I will. <laughs> Man, I'm excited for this football game. It's it's if it, it feels good to have Harbaugh on this stage. Harbaugh deserves to be on this stage. He he's does. a coach that deserves to be on this stage. He does. I, I I hate that it took so long, but he's here. He's here. He's here. The Bulldogs are upset. <laughs> They pissed. The Bulldogs are upset. They pissed. Yes. If it's one locker room I would not want to have been in last Mm-mm. yesterday, last night, Mm-mm. it's the Bulldogs. Because I know that thing got thick Ooh, up in there, boy. Wee. No, that thing was real. Yes, sir. I know them boys on that defensive side of the ball was hot. <laughs> so this tell me, boy, they going to bring that fight. Yes, sir. To Michigan, boy, on yes, that sir. Saturday, December 31st, <laughs> under the lights. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. D, I can't wait. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. This is going to be a smash mouth 90s type of football game. Mm-hmm. You know the matchups we used to get in the 90s, mm-hmm. D? When paint's coming off the helmets. Mm-hmm. That's what we going to get, D. Big hits. Big hits. Two of the top defenses in college football are going against each other. Mm hmm. Two of the best run games in college football are going against each other. Mm-hmm. Two of the most subpar quarterbacks in the in college football are going against each other. Yeah. D, I just man, <clears> this <throat> the stage is set so high for this football game. Mm-hmm. But you know what, D? I believe. That the Michigan Wolverines. I believe John Harbaugh want this so bad and he's so hungry. He going to have these boys ready to rock and roll, D. I believe that Michigan is going to win this football game. They're going to win this game. It's going to be ugly. It's going to be nipping tough. But I believe that Michigan run game with these backs are going to be the focal point to get them this win. And this defense just takes off on Spencer Bennett because I just don't believe in Mr. Bennett. (laughs) Mr. Bennett had his chance to show what he could do and he came up short. Yes, he did, man. All the talent Georgia has every year. All the the top five players. What's that one Achilles heel? Quarterback play. Year in and year out. Year in and year out. Mm -hmm. D, I'm going Michigan Wolverines and Mr. Harbaugh. I'm going 28-21 to the Wolverines to move on to the national championship and play Alabama.
0: This is goosebumps type of stuff. (laughs) This is when you wake up in the morning, the first thing that's on your mind is that tonight that thing getting (laughs) thick. This is what you, I don't know about our listeners, but I think everybody kind of feels it when it comes to the If you are a football fan, I don't care what conference you love, what your team, I don't care about none of that. If you were a football fan, when this matchup was announced, you got a little goose bumpy. Because you could just feel the aura of what type of game we are going to get. Black said it where we are going to get some smash mouth stuff. I am excited for this game. Harbaugh has been waiting and those kids are on fire. They are rolling at the perfect time and the dogs are pissed. (laughs) But it's two sides to the game. There's an offensive side and there's a defensive side. The Georgia Georgia Bulldogs offense was absolutely pathetic yesterday. Mr. Bennett should not be the quarterback, but he will be. Kirby, you can get every other thing in there at Georgia, but you can't get a quarterback? (laughs) Could you imagine if he had Mr. Pickett as his quarterback? Mm. Could you imagine if he had anybody else at quarterback? He can't get nobody there Because this wouldn't even be a conversation If he had a quarterback Mm -hmm. We don't even know what kind of skill players That the dogs got on the outside Because of Mr. Bennett (laughs) That boy was out there in the third quarter Looking for some help (laughs) He was looking for it And it never came That Alabama defense was relentless on Mr. Bennett The Michigan Wolverines Are here The dogs will not recover. This game will be tight. But when it comes down to the coaching and when it comes down to the players on the field, that dogs defense will get pissed again and they won't get pissed at the Wolverines. They'll get pissed at their quarterback and that offense Mm. because they're going to need points. They're going to need points and they won't be able to get it. At some point in time, Jim Harbaugh can throw that thing down the field a couple of times and catch it in. We've seen it last night. He can open it up just a little bit to keep you off balance. He's done it year in and year out, but this year is paying big dividends. Michigan wins this game 24 to 14 Mm. over the Georgia Bulldogs. I just think the book is out on Mr. Bennett. The book is out and them linebackers for Michigan, they don't make mistakes. They can cover well and they can tackle. They can tackle. The run game for the Wolverines to me looks better than the run games for the Dogs. To me. Mm. It just looks better. And I'm excited to see Harbaugh get this done and move on to face the Godfather for the national championship game. Black, let's go ahead and get to it. If this holds, we both have Michigan and Alabama in the national
1: championship
0: game. Man, you can't
1: pick this right now, man. We doing it,
0: baby. Black, it's the Godfather against Mr. Harbaugh. Number one. Versus number two, if this thing pans out. Me and, I know me and Black are getting a little ahead of ourselves, but we are excited. Black, who, who wins this year's national championship? The Crimson Tide or the Wolverines? Yes, sir. Let's go.
1: Well, man, this is going to be a heck of a game, man. This yeah. is going to be a heck of a ball game. Michigan going to be ready to go. Harbaugh going to be ready to go. The godfather, Nick Saban's going to be ready to go. He's going to have these boys from Alabama rocking and ro- rolling like he should. hmm Alabama's going to have the National Trophy, the Heisman Trophy winner. Winner, yep. And Michigan is going to be coming off of a big win versus Georgia to get to the National Championship when most people don't think they probably wouldn't have a chance to get there. Mm-hmm. This is going to be high drama, high theater. I believe it's a lot of plays get made in this football game. I believe that this football game comes down to the last seconds. This is how I'm seeing this game going. And we've seen this story before. I believe Bryce Young gets the ball in his hands. And he gets down the field and leads Alabama to a national championship. Throws a touchdown to Mr. Williams, number one, who was killing yesterday. He throws a deep ball in walk-off fashion and beats Michigan to go to the national championship. Alabama was my pick in the beginning of the season to win the national championship. I'm not going to falter from that. Alabama gets it done. I'm going to say the score is going to be 28-27. Oh my Michigan god. <laughs> wins. I mean, Alabama. Alabama wins this football game.
0: Every once in a while, you get a little feeling in your stomach, man, about a team that's special. Things start to come together late. You want to believe, you want to believe, you want to believe and then they get to this opportunity and you kind of halt a little bit. You don't know if they're going to actually get it done. You want to see them win and complete the job, but you just don't know. And how fitting that Mr. Harbaugh will have to go against Mr. Saban. If he wants to accomplish what he came to Michigan to do. He came to win a national championship. And he now has that opportunity to go up against Mr. Saban. Mr. Bryce Young has had a fantastic season. He will be your Heisman Trophy winner, but he is still, he is still a freshman. And he's three weeks off and going into the playoff game, just squeaking by Cincinnati, which I believe will happen. That may take a toll on Mr. Young. Winning the Heisman and all the coverage that he's going to have to do and all the interviews may take a toll on Mr. Young. And I am on the Bryce Young bandwagon. I have been on since week two of this season. And you know why. We don't have to get into it. But I'm going to roll with the Wolverines. Mm. I think the Michigan Wolverines fight just a little bit harder Whoa. than the Alabama Crimson Tide. I feel the magic in Ann Arbor. Harbaugh has these kids locked in. They believe they can do anything and beat anybody anywhere at any time. People are not taking in consideration what it what it's like when they beat Ohio State. What that did for that what that did for that program. People are not taking in consideration what it did. You seen it last night in the Big Ten Championship? Steamrolled the Hawkeyes. This was a ten and two conference team. Ten and two. This wasn't no slouch. Six and sixteen. This was a ten and two team, and they steamrolled them. It, it, it like they was playing pitch and catch by themselves out there. I'm going with Mr. Hardball and the Michigan Wolverines. To finish this thing 14 and 1 and bring the national championship mm. trophy back to Ann Arbor. The Michigan Wolverines win this game 35 36 and win the national championship. Wow. Late second field goal. Mr. Harbaugh, he gets it done and fulfills his promise. I got the Michigan Wolverines win the national championship. Mm. Yes, sir. High drama, Rat Devil Boy. Drama. Ooh, I like it. I Drama. like it, bro. So of course, you know me and Black had a little a lot of fun there, but the playoff is what it is. New Year's Eve, one more time. December 31st, 3:30, Alabama, Cincinnati in the cotton bowl. 7:30, 8 o'clock that same night, December 31st in Miami South Beach. The Wolverines and the Dogs will face in the Orange Bowl. The national Championship game is January 9th, I believe, the following Monday. That's the national championship game. We'll see how it all plays out. Black has Alabama win it all. I got Michigan win it all, but we got the same national championship game. I think we both and to be real with you, if Alabama wins it, I won't be upset. Because I am rooting for this Alabama team. I don't know what it is. It just feels a little different for me, for me with this Alabama team. So I'm rooting for Alabama to make it to the title game. Black, we got some sexy man. New Year's six-day bowl yes, games, we do, boy. and I am excited. Black, let's go ahead. We've already talked about the two semifinal games. Black, let's go ahead and start with the Peach Bowl, man, up in Atlanta, Georgia, man. Mister Pickett is visiting your boy, Mister Tucker, man. Mister Mel Tucker. The Sparties are getting the ACC champion Pitt Panthers out in Atlanta. Black, what do you think about that
1: matchup, man? I love it, man. Yes, I yes, love it. Yes. I I really think. This the stage for Mr. Pickett. Yep. You could potentially be talking about him and the way that he manhandled um uh Wake Forest last night in the ACC yeah. Championship. This is this is the stage he needs to be on. This is the stage where these uh these NFL uh guys are going to be looking at Mr. Pickett because Mr. Pickett could potentially be one of the top quarterbacks to go in the draft. Yeah. And man, we know that Michigan State has had struggles with the with the long ball, the mm-hmm. big ball. But this is going to be a very, very good game. Something has to give. Michigan has a dynamic running game and a dynamic. Michigan State has a dynamic run game and a dynamic running back. I think this game is going to be really, really good, D. I don't, are we giving predictions for these games or no? we just talking about them. I mean, if you feel froggy, jump. You know, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to hold my prediction because this is a this is one of the better games I think is going to be out of the New Year's Six Bowl games. I think the way Pitt scores points and um, the way Michigan State r- runs the ball, I think this could be a really, really good, fun matchup. So I'm looking forward to this game, D.
0: Yeah, me too. Fun matchup out in Atlanta. Um, Mr. Pickett could very well be playing In, 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 in the stadium that he'll go To the, his next uh, destination to You
1: absolutely <laughs> right, I didn't
0: think about that <laughs> He could be the Atlanta yes, Falcons he could. Next quarterback, next season <laughs> But what a team to go up against The fighting Mel Tuckers had a very good Season this year um, Mr. Tucker has his hands full preparing for Mr. Pickett And the ACC champions And quick side note, those Pip Panther uniforms are nice man I like that yellow and that blue
1: you like it, that? I, I
0: like it, I, I just kind of li- like how looks man, they got some really nice, uh, get up. I like how they look last night in the ACC. Yeah, I like when they game. wear that all blue with yeah, that it yellow, nice. helmet. it was They're, nice, it was nice. They got some nice colors, yeah. man. But I think Mr. Pickett, he has his moment. All of the NFL scouting eyes will be on him during this game, and it's going to be exciting to see. Very much so, looking forward to Michigan State and Pitt. This is a game that I didn't really see coming, but I'm glad that we do have it. All right, but let's move on to the Fiesta Bowl. Black, another good matchup, sexy matchup. You got the Big 12 uh, runner-up facing uh, the number five team in the nation, the Notre Dame fighting Irish Mr. Marcus Freeman's first Game first game as a head coach of Notre Dame going up against your boy Gundy man who just can't get it done. Black, what do you think? Yeah, the I'm gonna keep this short all? and
1: s- short and sweet. It's no way Miss o- Oklahoma State recovers from the disappointment. Mm. Let me say that again. It's no way they recover mm. from the disappointment. <laughs> Now, Mr. Gundy, we were on here talking about how this was your chance. Yeah. This is the time for you to take over. Leaky Riley has left. If the Big Ten needed – I mean, if the Big 12 needed a face, it was the Oklahoma State Cowboys and Mr. Gundy. Yeah. And he dropped the ball. Mm. I believe Notre Dame will win this football game. I think it would be a very exciting football thing. I could believe it could be a lot of points scored in this game. But I think Notre Dame gets it done – over Oklahoma very excited for this football games just the storylines in this game with Mr. Freeman man just to see him on the sideline be able to coach this game as the man as the man in a New Year's Six Bowl like who could have wrote it any better than that
0: where do you get this from
1: (laughs) where do you get this from your first game as the head coach is going to be a New Year's Six Day Bowl So I'm excited, D. I can't wait for this matchup, I'm looking forward to this one as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a good matchup. I mean, the frustrations for Mike Gundy and Oklahoma State Cowboys is warranted. I just hope they show up to play. This is a win of a game for them. They can beat Notre Dame. They have the offense to do it. But will these kids recover, and will they have a hangover saying, man. We should have been panning the playoff the, the night before because their game is on January 1st. Will these kids even be focusing on them? They should because this is a relatively relatively young group with Oklahoma State. Got a lot of young players on this team. So can Gundy get these kids ready to go? And I'm excited to see Mr. Freeman in action leading the charge. I'm excited to see. I like this. Is a, this is a sexy matchup to me because you don't get Oklahoma State and Notre Dame. You never seen, I've never seen them play each other seen and it. seen them on any type of field to do battle. I like those matchups when we get teams who we just don't see on the same field together. Fiesta Bowl should be a good one. Woo, talking about sexy. That Rose Bowl, boy. Mm,
1: mm, mm, mm.
0: That Rose Bowl. The Pac 12 champ, Utah youths who've been. <laughs> bullying the Oregon Ducks all month long. I mean, good God, my Ducks got absolutely plucked by the Utah use. These boys mean business. I love their head coach. I've been watching his interviews lately. These guys came in and won the Pac-12 outright. No one picked them. No one picked Utah, and they got it done, and they are going up against a juggernaut. Mr. Ryan Day and the Buckeyes have to be seething Seeing the Michigan Wolverines make the college football playoff Black, Ohio State, Utah Don't get this matchup either Pasadena, 5 o'clock, New Year's Day Black, what do you think about this Rose Bowl matchup? This is college
1: football right here Yes, it is The Rose Bowl is the prestige It's the game It's the game They say that for a reason. Mm -hmm. It's the game. The game. It's the game that you look for on New Year's Day every Every year. You look for matchups like this. You have a Utah team who wasn't even supposed to be here or win the Pac-12 outright. Yep. You have Ohio State team that I didn't know. I didn't think they were going to be here. I thought Iowa would have got this bid, but they didn't. Tiebreaker. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see how Ohio State responds. Same. Seeing, as you said, Michigan being where they think they should be at. Yes. We know where all the talent is. It's we on do. Ohio State's side. We do. But we knew who had all the talent when Utah played Oregon. Correct. The Ducks. Yep. <clears throat> it's something about Mr. Stroud. CJ. Just like Bryce Young, he's a freshman. He's still learning. Yep. Things has has gotten thick for him. He's been playing on a lot of big stages his freshman year. A lot of experience. He's been to the big house in Lost. He's finna go to the Rose Bowl at five o'clock in Pasadena and take on the the Utah Utes who are rolling, steamrolling. D, I'm excited for this game. I really believe, D, this game will come down to the two coaches. Willingham has been at Utah forever. He has had success at Utah forever. You never hear his name come up in coaching jobs. You never hear it. He stays packed to where he is. He's one of those coaches who's going to do what he needs to do right where he is. And then you have Ryan Day, the guy who took over for Urban Meyer. What can he do with an experienced coach, an experienced team in Utah? What could this you What could this Ohio State team do with Utah? I think this game is going to be very exciting. I like it's a lot of story storylines in this game as well. I'm excited and can't wait for this one, D. Boy, Utah got them Samoans, boy. <laughs> Boy, they got, and them boys don't feel no
0: pain. They just go straight, they just go forward. But them Samoans, they coming to play, boy. They don't care nothing about Ohio State and nothing about what they got going on. I'm talking about them boys was laying the wood on Oregon. Boy, I seen Brown Jr. screaming for help on the sideline. They're like, he ain't want to be in the Pac 12 championship game no more, man. This is a great matchup. And if you don't know anything about Utah, You might want to pay attention. These guys are going to come in here and they're going to fight. And they have an explosive offense. Mm -hmm. They will throw this thing over the top. They will get tricky. And you better believe they're going to have a bag of tricks for the Buckeyes because they're going to need it. (laughs) The Buckeyes are bringing in some serious talent like they do year in and year out into this Rose Bowl. Mr. C.J. Stroud, you are on display, my man. Mr. C.J. Stroud, will presumably come in next season as the top quarterback attraction with Mr. Bryce Young next season. And he has the stage, Pasadena, 5 o'clock, on the granddaddy of them all. That's what they call this game. Herb Street and Fowler calling the game. The parade early in the day. This is pageantry. If college football had their way, the national championship game would be the Rose Bowl every year, but they ain't going to get it. Pac ten pack 12, Big Ten. It's been that for life. We get a great matchup here. Should be a really, really good game. Boy, this sugar bowl, the one for me. Oh <laughs> this Boy, sugar bowl is the one for me. The myth <laughs> that, that we getting Lane Kiffin and the old Miss Rebels on a prime time spot by themselves. New Year's night. I am excited to see them go against the Big 12 champion, the Baylor Golden Bears. Black, when I saw this matchup, my eyebrows touched my tape up. Black, Ole Miss, Baylor. How do you feel about this Sugar Bowl this year,
1: man? Real quick, shootout. Big guns. Let me tell you something. Both of these teams right here can score the ball fast. Quickly. D, I'm looking for this thing to go high 40s, my boy. Hopefully, yes. Mr. Carroll versus, uh, I can't even tell you the quarterback name. This is going to be his third game starting, but this boy can sling that thing, man. A shooter, boy. Yes, sir. This could potentially be, D, the most exciting game for all the New Year's Sixpots. For all of them. Yes. This could be the game to have you like, wow. Want more? Wha- Keep it coming. Keep it coming. Man, like you say, d they got the stage. It's only them you be waiting for New Year's night. Mm-hmm. I'm excited about this game. Lane Kiffin on the big stage done a marvelous job mm-hmm. with Ole Miss this season. We know Mr. Carroll is leaving, so he's looking to go out on top. We know Bella is still young and up and coming. They are. A lot champions. of these kids are young, man, but they have great coaching. And these kids are hungry. I'm excited for this football de- football game. De- and I can't wait for this one, man. Excitement, period. Matter of fact, I really don't care
0: who wins. Excitement. I just want to see bombs over Baghdad. That's <laughs> when I see big plays. Mr. Carroll is on display. He is on display in New Orleans in the Mercedes-Benz Dome. That's where this game would take place for him. And he very well could be a New Orleans Saint. Ooh. He has another opportunity just like um, Pickett. Mr. Pickett has. These two guys are going to be one and two in this draft. In my opinion, as far as quarterbacks In my opinion, I just think these two guys Are the ones you look at I know you got Sam Howell, you got some other guys out there as well But Mr. Carroll He is going to be on display And if he was on his knees Praying to the good Lord above For an opportunity where he can sling that thing He definitely got his spot Indoors Against a high power offense on the other side of the ball Other side of the ball And you got the evil genius Elaine Kiffin Dialing it up looking forward to this game. This is the most attractive game outside of Michigan and Georgia to me, just knowing what we've seen between the uh the two teams here in uh this year alone. Excited for the Sugar Bowl. This college football season, we've been blessed. We have. We've had all kinds of storylines. Every week we we got teams getting knocked off we didn't know who was even presumably doing anything for the playoff until yesterday. Mm-hmm. The only thing that was for certain was the Bulldogs. Other than that, we ain't know. We didn't know. Literally, Michigan, Cincinnati, and Alabama could not be here. It was only one team prized to be in this position. It was the Dogs. These New Year's six day bowl games are just fantastic. And last year, me and Black were very underwhelmed. At the matchups. <laughs> but this year, I think it's safe to say I have a big dent in my sofa because <laughs> I'm going to take in all of these games, every last one of them. And I'm just very, very excited to see how these things take place. All right, Black, let's go ahead and run down some of the other bowl games that were announced. Although the Florida State Seminoles will not be going bowling this year, I am still going to make fun of this next matchup that I'm about to roll out. At the Gasparilla Bowl, my boy, on December 23rd, you got the Fighting Florida Gators versus the UCF Knights at 7 o'clock on ESPN. That's right. The Florida Gators bowl game is before Christmas December 23rd, 7 o'clock, UCF versus Florida. My thing is, why y'all ain't do Florida and Miami? Why y'all ain't make that matchup? Yeah. The matchup was there. Put Florida and Miami in the bowl game. In Tampa. Get it right. get it right. But y'all give you no disrespect. No disrespect to the Knights. But come on, man. Y'all couldn't have got this done Y'all couldn't have got Florida and Miami done Do y'all know how big this is College football committed Whoever the hell made this matchup Y'all don't know how things go down here That matchup should have been had Black December 23rd 7 o'clock p.m. On ESPN, Florida and UCF, what you talking?
1: Um, congratulations to them. I won't be watching, but um, I'm pretty sure Florida will win this game because they hyped about their yeah, new, new head football coach and handily. I guess all that good stuff you know yeah. that they got going on. Uh, hey, congrats to him, man. Whatever. I won't be watching it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know, I'll probably be wrapping some Christmas gifts. So. Trying out some new eggnog, or something like that. Probably watching <laughs> Home Alone for the 100th time this holiday season. But shout out, excuse me, to the Florida Gators and the UCF Knights on going bowling. Because Florida State, we're not going. We're not. We're not going, we're but not. I'm still going to have my fun. Because I know the Florida fans, they look down and see who they playing. They're like, who? <laughs> they disappointed. <laughs> they probably They probably would rather not go
1: to a bowl game than go to the Gasolina Bowl. Like, what? It. Dang, man. I was like, I was thinking, you know what? I was just thinking like the prestige of Florida. We know we know what Florida is. I was like, man, but just because of who Florida is, man, they at least give them a Something. a New Year's Eve day yeah. or New them boys I mean, out here on the 23rd. New Year's Eve. I was like, God, the twenty third. The boys out here on the twenty third. God, the boys lead, playing before man. Christmas Eve, boy. Them boys down in Gainesville need some help. <laughs> Yo. Lee, hey, man.
0: Congrats, though. Congrats but hey, they y'all make, go they
1: going bowling. They, they go bowling, man. So I'm excited. You get two Florida teams. So.
0: They know what they'll say. You know, we got in because we beat y'all.
1: Okay. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It is what it is. Y'all keep grand riding pri- that horse. Yeah, man. grand
0: prize of UCF <laughs> Knights. Go do your thing out there. All right. All right, Black. Another interesting bowl, in my opinion, the Birmingham Bowl on December the 28th. You got Auburn versus Houston. All right, I think that's an intriguing matchup. What do you think about that Arvin taking on Houston on December 28th at 12 o'clock on ESPN? Uh,
1: I think that'll potentially be a really good matchup. I Houston is a very, very good team, unless they're playing uh, Cincinnati. <laughs> you know, who gave them both of their losses this year. So, it's going to be interesting to see this game. No Bo Nix. Seems like Auburn's better without Bo Nix. Of course. You know, so uh, hopefully this could be something here with this game. But I believe Auburn and Houston is a great matchup. Absolutely. All right, Black, an exciting bowl here, the
0: Holiday Bowl. Uh, This look is going to be a great one. Uh, North Carolina State versus UCLA. We don't get that matchup a lot. Uh, NC State had a very good season this year. They get ready to take on uh, Chip Kelly's crew with the UCLA Bruins uh, on the twenty eighth as well. What do you think about that matchup?
1: Uh, should be very exciting football game. I think you could potentially get some points scored in this game because mm-hmm. both both of these teams were able to were able to score this year a lot of points this year. So I'm ex- this is a good matchup as well in the uh, Petco Park in San Diego. Yeah, eight o'clock. On Fox, so I like to get these night games, man. Uh, on Fox and uh, these type of matchups. Mm-hmm. Look like some of these we getting some matchups that we're used to not seeing. You know, you know how bowl season go. We get games, you be like, oh, we ain't never seen these two teams, mm-hmm. and we definitely never heard of North Carolina NC State playing UCLA. No, that just doesn't happen. But Mm-mm. I think this would be an exciting game as well, D. Yeah,
0: I'm interested in that game. Like you said, you get to see brands uh, and universities who never come close to playing each other. So I'll be tuning into that game, the holiday bowl. Looking forward to seeing how NC state fathoms against UCLA PAC 12 ACC matchup. All right, back Uh, we got the cheese It bowl out here in Orlando at Kent world stadium, different matchup. Again, you got the Clemson mm. tigers taking on the Iowa state cyclones. You were big on the cyclones at one point of the season. Clemson finished out strong. Oh uh, this year but black just an intriguing matchup ACC and Big 12 Clemson and Iowa State what do you think about that Yeah
1: I was kind of shocked by this when I thought they would have gave Clemson like maybe an Outback Bowl or one of those New Year's Day Bowls uh uh what's the other one the uh it's another one in Orlando uh I can't remember. Camping World Rural, rural no, something that, yeah. bowl Well it's, yeah. it's it's the Outback
0: Bowl oh, that that's, you would Tampa. Think about. that's Tampa that's oh, okay.
1: Tampa I'm thinking about but well, it's another one in sure. Orlando but yeah. hey they playing the Iowa State uh, Cyclones, the I think Clemson railroad these dudes, man. Okay, I mean, Iowa just been a I disappointment. I don't think they make an entrance. I, I just don't. Iowa State has been disappointing this year. Okay, you know they running back he broke the record or something, uh, running back rushing yards yep. record for for something. But other than that, D, I expect Clemson to win this football game. Okay. I don't think there'd be no excitement on this game either. Total dominance by Clemson.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I kind of think it's a little interesting. Uh, You know, you get those two schools. I think Clemson wins the game handily. But just the mere fact that we get to see Iowa State versus Clemson, for me, you know, I, I ain't too deep in it, bro. Like, it's kind of like the matchups when we get these universities that never play each other. I just like to see them on the field together. We'll never see Iowa State and Clemson probably ever play again. Ever. You know, so I'm just intrigued. All right, but let's move along to the Alamo Bowl. Same night on December 29th. You get Oklahoma versus Oregon. Intriguing matchup. Both of these schools were, you know, contending for a playoff spot this year. Disappointing endings to both of these guys' season, but I think this matchup is nice. Oklahoma, Oregon, San Antonio, uh, December 29th at 9
1: o'clock on ESPN. What you think about it? Well, both of these teams ain't going to have no head coach. You know, they're going to have no head yeah, coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I don't know what they expect in this game. I I know Oregon going to look sweet. You know Of course. Man? I know they're going to be <laughs> clean uniforms. out there. I know them uniforms going to be. I know Mr. Ryan Day got to be like, damn. Yeah. I know he going home, but he going to get to see them, go get to that locker room and see them the uniform. He going to be like, man, what is this, man? <laughs> <laughs> I left Nike for Adidas, man. <laughs> but, hey, I'm excited uh, about this game. I think this game could be really exciting. I think... I believe it could be some points scored in this football game, D, so we could see potentially have a shootout on our hands uh, with these two teams. So I'm excited about this one.
0: Yeah, I think it's going to be a good game. Um, Can Oregon get their act together? Um, Oklahoma seems to be primed with Mr. Caleb Williams going on the right uh, direction compared to really the stalemate that Oregon Ducks will be at. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in the Alamo Bowl. The the Dukes-Mayo Bowl got it right. You get North Carolina versus South Carolina. They got it right. Yeah. Why Florida and Miami can't be in the bowl game? How y'all put North Carolina and South Carolina fighting Mac Browns? They got my dogs playing at 11 a.m. on December 30th. <laughs> Them boys playing at 11 a.m. on December 30th at the Dukes-Mayor Bowl against South Carolina. I just wanted to mention that they got it right. Why y'all couldn't get them boys in the same bowl? All right, Black, let's go ahead and move down. Let's see what else we got going on here. Las Vegas Bowl, you got Wisconsin versus Arizona State. Get to see the Fighting Herm Edwards do their business and the Gator Bowl. Finally get a nice matchup. Mm. You got Texas a and against the ACC runner-up Wake Forest Demon Dinkins uh, 11 o'clock on, uh, is this New Year's Day? No, this is December 31st. Black Gator Bowl, A&M Wake Forest. Should we get some tickets? Uh, I think we
1: should, bro, because I <laughs> think we could potentially... Wake can score points. Uh hopefully Jimbo can keep up, you know. We know Wake gonna score, yeah. score some points, but man, this could potentially be a really good matchup. This seems like it could have some high drama. A mm-hmm. lot of points scored. Yeah, it's gonna be good to see A and M Jimbo Fisher black, bike here in in, in, in Jacksonville playing in a football game so never has never seen Wake before so this should be very interesting. I think we need to think about getting tickets to this yeah. cuz this could potentially be something here. I will go to this
0: game. I will go to this game. I think this is a nice matchup. Wake Forest has had a very good season. Texas A&M was able to finish strong. Um, so I think this is an intriguing matchup. We don't really get great matchups in the Gator Bowl here. We get some crazy tight matchups, but I think this one is good. All right, Black, the Miami Hurricanes got an invitation to the Sun Bowl, my boy, on December 30th. They'll be taking on the Washington State Cougars, my boy. Washington State and Miami. Who made this matchup? <laughs> Who made this? Now, I know Miami and Washington State don't play each other, and this is unfamiliar, and I'm probably contradicting everything I just said by seeing schools who don't get to play each other, but I want to see this. (laughs) I want to see Miami versus Florida in the summer. If you want to put them in the Sun Bowl and take them out there to Arizona, uh, well, what a Sun Bowl, yeah, take them on out there to Arizona, then why not do that there in Texas? My bad, the Sun Bowl. Why not let Florida go out there and play them boys? Now, we know what's going to happen now. Washington State going to railroad Miami. I'm just going to say it right Dang. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Van Dyke, he going to look all right, but I'm going to take the Cougars. Dang.
1: what happens that
0: business. At least they're playing on December 31st before New Year's, man, unlike the Gators who are playing on December 13th or whatever they playing at. All right, but I've got another intriguing matchup, the Outback Bowl. Outback Bowl, January 1st. You got Penn State versus Arkansas. Arkansas had a very good season they are on the up and up Penn State, just being Penn State, man. They couldn't mm-hmm. beat the big rivals, but they had a very good season. What do you think about this matchup?
1: I think this would be a very exciting matchup out but outback bowl definitely got these get got this right. Good matchup. These are like you said, two teams we usually probably want not wouldn't see play. Mm-hmm. Uh these <laughs> This game reminds me of the Lou Holtz days back in the early 80s, early 90s. Mm-hmm. You probably would have seen this game played in those in, in those times. But very good, interesting football game here with Arkansas being on the up and up. Got a fantastic quarterback play finally in Arkansas. And then Penn State, James Franklin, you know, you know what it is with Penn State. Just can't beat the teams they need to beat to get what they want to get at. Yeah. So, yeah, this should be a very exciting uh, Outback Bowl. Yeah, looking forward to this one. This is a nice matchup.
0: This is a nice matchup, Arkansas and Penn State. Don't get to see them on the field together. Like I said, Arkansas had a very nice season. Penn State just Penn State until they can get over the hump, beating your Michigans and your Ohio States. But uh look forward to see how this uh, kind of maps out. Arkansas, like I said, they're the team who had the solid season this year. So looking forward to seeing how that plays out. Now, I didn't know this, Black, but my man Coach O ain't coaching the bowl game, man. Why they on that coach? They got LSU on January 4th in the Texas Bowl playing Kansas State, and Coach O can't coach these boys, man. Coach O, why y'all? Why Coach O can't ride it out, man? Why you can't ride it out? And why they playing on January 4th? (laughs) Why they playing on January 4th? It shouldn't be no games after the Sugar Bowl. It shouldn't be no games after the Sugar Bowl until the National Championship game. But that's what we get in the Texas Bowl. The LSU Tigers taking on the Kansas State Wildcats January 4th. All right. You also got Iowa versus Kentucky. I don't know how I feel about that matchup. This is the snoozer. That I've gotten so far In uh, the Citrus Bowl That's the bowl you were talking yeah, the about Camp Yeah, Camp yeah, World uh, Yeah, at Camp yeah. World Stadium The Citrus Bowl You got right. Iowa and Kentucky Cause you put two I mean, this thing might be a snoozer
1: <laughs> Definitely gonna go to sleep on this yeah, one Yeah, this boy. is What
0: time this game is This is, uh, oh yeah One o'clock, uh, New Year's Day Great time for a nap <laughs> <laughs> and no disrespect to Iowa and Kentucky who had good seasons really good years, I yeah. mean Iowa went to the Big 10 championship. Kentucky Lord knows, had some great uh, accompli- accomplishments this year. But yeah, come on man. Y'all y'all couldn't <laughs> y'all couldn't flip-flop some stuff, bro. We going to sleep.
1: <laughs> Get ready for the Rose Bowl. I'll tell you boy.
0: man, we taking a nice nap so we could be up by 4 4:30 4, 4, man for this Rose Bowl kick off all right so that's pretty much um you know we kind of ran through everything man so we this was this show was dedicated to all college football the playoff the bowl games this college football season has been uh, great black before we get out of here what's your just final thoughts on just where we are so far with the college football season get ready to go into this bowl game one of the most wild seasons we've seen
1: man Man, i this year i really just soaked everything in man and Mm In the next couple of weeks, then all all of December and mm-hmm. going into January, it's going to be sad times for you, boy. Mm-hmm. Because college football goes away. Mm-hmm. And we won't get it to September again next year. So, so long, man. So long away. But, man, this season has been one of the best we have seen in a very long time. Yes. Very competitive. Uh, teams that we didn't expect to be where they are. Team, these teams, man, just... Rose to the occasion, man, and did great things this year. So I'm excited. I'm very excited about this college football season, man. We were treated to something great, and I enjoyed it, D. Very fun, unexpected, drama,
0: surprises, devastation, heartache, elation. I mean, just so many words you can use to describe this college football season. But the one thing that I'm glad that we got above all else is parody. We got parity this year, and this kind of validates my argument going forward with college football. Expand this playoff. Expand this thing. Who would not want to see Notre Dame in? Who would not want to see Baylor in as hot as they are right now? Who wouldn't want to see Ohio State maybe being the seventh or eighth seed in Michigan State? Who We have teams, Pittsburgh. I said at the beginning of the year, let's say the Pitt Panthers, what it went, 10 and 2? Mm-hmm. Let's say they were the eighth seed in this thing or the seventh seed. You mean to tell me a Pitt Michigan playoff game Wouldn't be intriguing Mr. Mm. Pickett Presumably the top quarterback Taken in this upcoming draft You don't think that stage Would be something That everybody would want to see Expand this thing And the commissioner uh, The chairman of the uh, committee Said it today They on their way It's Mm. on their way. Day by day, they're on the way. Hopefully in the next year or two. I'm thinking by the time the SEC expands, when they welcome in Texas and Oklahoma, and they realign the divisions in the SEC. I don't know if y'all know that. This is breaking news. I can't confirm it, but it's on the way. that They are going to realign the SEC East and West. Those divisions are not going to look the same when they bring in Oklahoma and they bring in Texas I think the college football playoff will expand around that time. That's what I think. So let's get this thing to eight. Let's get this thing to eight and let's see what really, really happens. But all in all, great season. Had me tuned in weekend in and week out. I was not bored one time this year. Mm. Excited about these playoff games. Excited about the New Year's six-day bowls. And just excited of just all of the potential matchups for the whole bowl season, man. So good stuff. Great stuff. We're just so, so energized with this season of college football. Like you said, like it's a long time, man. For it a comes long back. time man. After January 10th, we literally got to wait till Labor Day week till we get it back. That's mm-hmm. a long. Y'all got to do something about like that. I
1: got recruiting, so I'm fine.
0: Yeah, but you don't get no games. I ain't got no games. You're right. You, you ain't got no games. Right. <laughs> I got no games. So let's enjoy what's left of this college football season. All right, man. So this has been episode one fifty five of the Sports Desk. Dedicated to the madness of college football all year long. Glad that you guys decided to listen uh, to us once again. As always, thank you for the support. Thank you for all the plays, the retweets, sharing with your family and your friends. If you know anybody looking for a fresh new take on sports and a different type of sports show, Shoot them your dog show, man. Shoot them your dog show, man. Me and Black would be grateful that you expanded uh, the sports desk by showing um, a new listener where they can get some
1: really good entertainment talking about some sports. All right, Black. Anything before we get out of here? Yeah, man. Just appreciate all the love and support we get from our listeners, man. Y'all keep rocking with us, and we're gonna be continue to put great content out, man, for y'all. Appreciate everything y'all do, all the listeners, all the support we get. Appreciate y'all absolutely
0: absolutely appreciate all the support all right man so y'all be cool take care of yourselves be safe out there and uh, who knows you might get some breaking news this week and we'll be back with another episode so um we'll be looking forward to uh giving you guys another show and we'll be seeing you guys very 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 soon
1: Hey, bro, you listening to the Sports Desk. Hey, this is do some lunch sports, man. Come on, no. Oh, oh, oh. You're listening to the Sports Show. New Sports Desk.